Arizona Sports, Sports. the local sports sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. There we go with the top stories of the day on the Burns and Gambo show. You come to us every day at 4 o'clock. We give you the top stories of the day. Very difficult to enjoy that incredible performance by Dwayne Washington Jr. last night against the Grizzlies as the Suns hammered Memphis despite all of the guys missing. And the reason why it was hard to enjoy was because earlier today the Suns announced that all-star Devin Booker will miss at least four weeks before being reevaluated with a left groin strain. We had president of basketball operations GM James Jones on with us earlier today. When we say evaluate in four weeks, we're going to evaluate in four weeks. You know, there's a lot of progress that can be made over the next you know, two to three, four weeks. And so to be be honest and transparent, we just want to make sure we have a, an accurate timeline that doesn't that doesn't put pressure on either side of the recovery. We'll get into more of this in the next segment of the show as we kind of flesh it out a little bit. But obviously, the Suns are now in survival mode for at least the next four weeks until they get their All-Star back. There's no other way to say it. And... Already down some firepower. Cam Johnson, James also said, "Hey, look, I, we we I got no answers on when he's going to be back." I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. Campaign closer, obviously. But these games, I mean, Dave, they got tough games coming up. Oh yeah, and uh, they 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 pulled through last night. But I don't know if that's sustainable. Certainly not getting 26 a night out of Dwayne Washington no. Jr. So staying afloat, holding down the fort, I think is the way to look at this between now and February. Yeah. I don't know how else you would look at it for tonight's game against the Wizards, which you'll hear on ESPN 620 and the Arizona Sports app. The Suns, no campaign, no Cam Johnson, no Landry Shamit, much like last night. Also on the injury report, Bismack Biombo is listed as question. Questionable, though I just read on Twitter a moment ago that Monty Williams said he's planning on playing tonight. Chris Paul was not listed on the injury report, which is good news because we saw him leave last night's game with some sort of a lower leg calf type injury. And then from the Wizards' side of things, Bradley Beal has been listed as a game time decision for the Wizards, according to Coach Wes Unsell Jr. Sham Sharani is reporting that Beal is not going to play tonight, so we'll see. And that game starts at 5 o'clock. You can hear it on the Arizona Sports app. We will keep you updated throughout our time on the year as well for the last hour of our show. We heard from J.J. Watt earlier today. He dove deeper into the timing of his retirement. I know who I can be and who I should be as a player. There's been years where I haven't been able to display that and I haven't been able to be that player and that hurt. There's no question about it. Being able to play good ball, being able to leave good memories, being able to have some good film to show my son, that was definitely important to me and so I think that's also part of the reason that despite playing decent ball right now it's a good time to walk away he insists he will not be thinking of a comeback should somebody come knocking on his door we will see he says that today and i believe him today we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see it's a little boring at the old at the old ranch watching the grass grow as you said right yeah we also heard from cliff kingsbury today head coach of the cardinals who of course praised watt but also laughed off about being asked whether he would involve the three-time defensive player of the year on offense these last two weeks (laughs) we'll have to wait and see he's been politicking for a while but we'll see how that goes we're having a hard enough time just putting it in there ourselves so we should probably stick to that (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) 
We can't get our offensive players to play good offense. That might be my favorite Cliff Kingsbury answer of all time. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> we have a hard enough time as it is, guys. Come on. We're going to throw a defensive player out there? Yeah, great. That'll work. We can't coach our, our real offensive <laughs> players to do good stuff. That's fantastic. I love it. Cliff went on to talk about safety Buda Baker, the lone pro bowler for the Cardinals this year. He's been put on IR and why he chose to play through that shoulder injury last week. I mean, when you see the hits that he... Um, continued to, to make post-injury. Um, it's incredible. He just kept playing, and he acted like it was just kind of a, I don't know, a bruise. And uh, then we x-rayed, and he's, he's got the fracture. So he's, he's uh, I've never seen anything like it on a football field when you're talking about tenacity and, and toughness and, and just doing whatever it takes to try and win a game. But he is out for the season. <laughs> the season, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's out for two games. Relative. Uh, I'll tell you who's not out for the season, Colt McCoy. He's doing well. It looks like he'll start this week. So, um, cleared the concussion protocol and, and feels good. Okay, there you go. I actually asked Cliff on Monday. I said, you know, would the, what would the discussions be like, even if Cliff, uh, even if Colt was clear, would there be discussions about continuing to play McSorley? Yeah. Apparently not. Or they had discussions. Or they had discussions. And they, and they, still, they, they still landed Colt. on Colt. We're, yeah. trying, we're trying to win football games. Interesting yeah. headlines in the NFL today, starting it off in Las Vegas. The Raiders are going to bench quarterback Derek Carr. The team's starting quarterback since 2014 in favor of Jarrett Stidham, who will be making his first NFL start. Carr will be inactive as well. He won't even be the backup. The belief coming out of Vegas is that they want to protect him and keep him healthy. Because they could move on from him this offseason if they wanted to. And even though they just signed him to a contract extension, they wouldn't owe him that much money if they wanted to cut him. And they want to make sure he doesn't get hurt so they don't owe him money unnecessarily. And I believe that's what's going on with Matt Ryan and the Colts. Don't get him hurt because then we can move off of him. He's throwing a league-leading 14 picks, Derek Carr. But this reeks of a money play by the, oh, by the Raiders, 100%. Absolutely. It does. Not that he's had a good season. He hasn't. But they want to make sure that something I mean, catastrophic st- doesn't happen yeah. in these next two weeks that would force them to have to pay him next year. They don't want to do that. Stidham is throwing, I think, 61 passes and never started a game. So it's not like, hey, let's, let's, let's put this guy in. He's going to give us a better chance to win. Right. Last night, the NBA saw something it had never seen before. Not even Wilt Chamberlain was able to put up a 60-point, 21-rebound, 10 assist assist triple-double in one game like Luka Doncic did for the Mavs in a crazy comeback win last night against the Knicks. After the game, he told the Mavericks sideline reporter, I'm tired as hell. I need a beer. 60 points, 20 boards. Never, it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need a recovery beer. I need a recovery beer. I didn't realize that was an FDA-approved method of rehydrating you know, after a 61-60-21-10 night against the Knicks. You know, for, amount of, for the amount of basketball Luka plays, he looks like he drinks a few beers, if you know what I'm saying. He looks like he was he's caught getting, drinking a beer like when he was playing overseas with some of his teammates. They, like, caught him drinking, like, the day before a game. I, I, I don't doubt it. He got that beer body going. Yes, he does. But you know what? He knows how to use it, doesn't hey, he? Hey, by the way, Vince Moran, if you're listening, take that! 60 and 
21 and 10. <laughs> Dallas became the first team in the last two decades to pull out a win. They were trailing by nine points in the final 35 seconds. Teams in that situation, zero wins, nearly 14,000 losses in the last 20 years. It was crazy what they did against the Knicks. Crazy. Teams that were down by nine with that little of time left. We're Owen thirteen thousand eight hundred eighty four. Yeah, Owen. It was seriously so, thirteen thousand eight hundred eighty four. Yeah. So somebody was due. somebody was due. Yeah, <laughs> it was bound to happen at some point. And the Atlanta Braves continue to do the things they do best, and that's pay their players money. Man, they have re-upped another guy, catcher Sean Murphy, the player they just acquired a couple of weeks ago, came into agreement on a seventy three million dollars six year contract. The Atlanta Braves printing money. Apparently, they have shelled out hundreds of millions of dollars to keep their roster intact. And then free agent pitcher Nathan Eovaldi, two-year, $34 million contract with the Texas Rangers. That is your 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo Show. When we come back, Tim ring in for Gambo. We go back to our top story of the day. Devin Booker going to be reevaluated four weeks from now for his groin injury. What does that mean? How do they survive? We'll talk about that next. Burns and Gambo. And Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Like, this is not one of those we told you so kind of things. Um, but yesterday, with Tim filling in for Gambo, when we got the news that Devin Booker had been sent home by the Suns organization to reevaluate the groin injury that he suffered on Christmas night against Denver. That in and of itself has ominous tones to it, right? If if it were not that bad, he stays with the team. He he supports the team on the bench. He gets treatment on the road. They've got good trainers and doctors who are with them at all times who are there for things like this. The fact that they felt the need to put him home and get him here and and send him home kind of suggested that we should be bracing for bad news. That being said... When we all got the release today that Devin Booker is going to be reevaluated four weeks from now, even though I think you and I were kind of expecting something along those lines, not this bad, not that bad, not right? This I, bad, but two weeks, you know. You know or I, I, I was sort of thinking maybe miss five games or something like that. Road trip, maybe something like that. A month, and not just a month. Reevaluated in a month. Yeah, reevaluated in a month. Now, James Jones, uh, a couple segments ago, live with us, said, "Hey, you know, he can make progress in a couple of weeks." He threw that out there. He he just almost said, "Like we we throw a a month timetable out there, so there's no pressure." On anybody to recover. Play the cut right here. Yeah, this sure, is James. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and play this earlier. When we say evaluate in four weeks, we're going to evaluate in four weeks. You know, there's a lot of progress that can be made over the next, you know, two to three, four weeks. And so to be be honest and transparent, we just want to make sure we have a, an accurate timeline that doesn't that doesn't put pressure on either side of the recovery. Well, I hope that's like when the hostess tells you the table will be ready in 30 minutes. And they over they overestimate, so you're always happy when it's ready in 15. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't have angry customers. <laughs> Undersell, over-deliver, right? Isn't that right. one of the tenets of, of sales? No, but I, I think after watching Devin Booker, the Suns can say they checked all the boxes and Booker was good to go on Sunday. You and I, our gut feeling on that was... 
Booker wanted to be out there for the marquee Christmas Day game, and he was going to be out there come hell or high water. And yeah, and we don't know that for a fact, but yes. I that, that I, I see it that way. And no, I don't know it for a fact. Right, yeah. I just I've been watching it Devin Booker true, for a long it? time. Yeah, it feels yes. true. Feels true. That's a Devin Booker situation. He wasn't going to miss Christmas Day. Yeah. He no. knows that he, the, he, the Suns were chosen, and in many ways chosen because of him and because of how good they are. Yeah. He wanted to be out there. Yeah, I, I I got that impression too, which is why the question I felt had to be asked. And I and I saw on Dwayne Rankin's Twitter timeline, Dwayne is the beat writer who covers the Suns for the Arizona Republican AC Central. He's really the only dedicated journalist traveling with the team. So a lot of times we rely on Dwayne to kind of get comments when the team is on the road. He basically asked Monty Williams the same thing we asked James Jones almost at exactly the same time. Is there regret for Devin Booker playing on Christmas. Here's what James told us. No, I mean, anytime, anytime our players get hurt, um, if they're completely healthy, if they're, you know, banged up, if they're coming back from injury, uh, internally, you always think about what can you do better. Um, that's just the nature of, of, of the team because we never want to see our guys get hurt, never want to see our guys get injured. Um, but you try to balance that with, you know, a, a player's ability to perform and their desire to play. And, uh, you know, you just do the best you can. Later followed that up by saying there's no regret. Monty Williams said before the game tonight against Washington that the Suns, quote, checked all the boxes, close quote, before Devin Booker returned for the Christmas game Sunday at Denver. But I I think it's one of those sort of common sense being our source on this one. Common sense kind of says that. I I wouldn't expect the Suns to to say otherwise. Uh, What do you you say? Well, well, yeah, as an organization, we we blew that one. Yeah. (laughs) And now he's out for a month. No, I. I wouldn't expect that. I just, I, th- I think it's human nature for Devin Booker to want to be out on the court for a Christmas night showdown with you know, with Jokic and the, and the Nuggets, and the fact that that groin went in four minutes of game action. I mean, isn't it reasonable to think that you know maybe he prematurely went out there? I yeah, mean, it's it's reasonable it's, to think that. Reasonable to think that. It's a reason, and, and it's reasonable to think that had that game not been scheduled on Christmas Day. That it's reasonable to think that Devin Booker might not have been playing. Well, yeah, if it was a, it's if, reasonable. If it was a regular Sunday matinee on Valley Sports Arizona, not on Christmas against the, you know, the the Timberwolves. Best record in the, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, would Booker have given it another day? Well, we'll never know. And yeah. I'm sure Book. I'm sure Booker did feel fine going through warmups. I'm sure but, he did. But you can always talk yourself into. I feel fine. Well, you can. I mean, we, we've talked about this so many times, like hamstrings, groins. You know, you 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 can trick yourself into thinking that it feels okay because it does. It feels fine, right? I mean, to you, you yeah, yeah, it feels great. It feels good. Feels yeah, good. everything's fine. And you go out there, and all it takes is one wrong as weird soon as you step. Extend yourself trying to get over a screen or you try to. You're not fine. Yeah. So so, so here so here we are, and this is the hand we've been dealt. And it sucks. It sucks for fans because you can't watch Devin Booker play for at least a month. And the Suns are going to struggle to win a ton of basketball games. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to go in the tank. I still think they have enough firepower without Devin Booker to win a bunch of games. I think playing 500 basketball in his absence is reasonable. I think that should be the goal. That's not great, but I think that keeps you afloat. I mean, you're talking about games. You know, you're on the road still for for four more here. Four more. You got Miami and Cleveland coming up. Then you go on the road again for five. Golden State, Denver, Minnesota, Memphis again. Then you got the Nets. I mean, 
listen, it, it's 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 tough. There are some winnable games in there as well, but between now and the All Star break, February sixteenth will be their final game before the break. They're they're hosting the Clippers that night. There are a total of twenty six games, and does Booker? Miss 20 of those? Does he miss all 26? We don't know. Yeah. But whatever the case may be, got to try to play 500 ball, I think. I think the reinforcements are going to be key. We, we, you know, we asked James about Cam Johnson. He didn't have an answer. We asked James about campaign. He said, well, he'll be back sooner than Cam Johnson. We asked him about the trade scenarios and whether if this, you know, adds urgency to make a move. And, and as we both fully expected, he said, yeah, no, that doesn't really add any urgency for us? No, I mean, I don't think it, 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 from day one it hasn't been uh, dictated by the players. It's been dictated by the opportunities. And, and so like, my focus on continuing to think about how I can build the team for the long term to finish strong, that that's at an all-time high. Um, so this doesn't change that. Um, internally, it, it puts pressure on how we use what we currently have. But it's not, you know, it's not, it's not one of those things that that forces our hands and, and has us out there scrambling to do whatever we can possibly do, uh, because you know it's about what's, what we can do that's going to make us the best team at the end of the season. It's interesting, Dave. I'm looking at the schedule, and I talked about the 26 games between now and the break. If Devin Booker's reevaluated in a month, let's just say that puts him at the end of January, okay. right? Because that, that's where we're at a month, right? Yep. <laughs> The NBA did them no favors. Oh, no. no. I'm looking at the same schedule okay, you are. It's so they've, brutal. Right. So they've got, and it's not so much the talent that they're playing, but they the NBA bunched up a ton of games. And obviously I'm using ton to prove a point. But they, they, play, on, they play on January 30th. But then February 1st to February 10th. Okay, that's a, a 10-day stretch. They have six games mm-hmm. in a 10-day stretch. Yeah. Six games in a 10-day stretch. Uh, five of those are on the road back east. I mean, if, if Booker is reevaluated in a month and they say, okay, Book, you're good to go. Is Booker coming out of the gates after being out a month playing six games in 10 days on an East Coast trip? That's why to me, you know, I, I throw out the All-Star break. I'm just, gosh, I'm just wondering if if there's any question or any doubt that that, that he's not a hundred percent, or this thing is is, you know, do you, do you just do you just hold them out through the break? Right, you, you've got to be extra cautious here. With I us. mean, that's that that, that is a, six games in ten days. Yeah, oh, I mean, uh, from February first to February tenth. Uh, and I mean, look at the you're you know just okay. Let's let's just take it at face value and say he's going to miss the next month. Okay, there's two games against Cleveland that he's missing. There's Miami that he's missing. There's two more games against Memphis that he's missing. There's a game against Dallas. There's a game against Brooklyn that he's missing. There's a game against Denver that he's missing. Golden State. Uh, there's back to backs. You're you talk about a brutal back-to-back. You talk about three games in four nights. You're at Golden State. The next night, you're at Denver. You got a night off, then you're at Minnesota. Have fun with that. Have fun with that three and four. Right, and that back to back at Golden State and at Denver, you know, you, you're it's it's tough. It's it's going to be very very tough, and and so the reinforcements it, are needed. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say it, it's tough from a an opponent standpoint without book, and then again. Even if he comes back, like, oh my gosh, six games in 10 days coming yep. off a groin injury, like that, that might not be ideal. Nope. 
survive without him. By survive, we mean play 500 basketball without him. It's going to require more efforts like last night. It's going to require nobody else getting hurt. Looking at you, Chris. Looking at you, DeAndre. It's going to require guys who are hurt getting back. And it is going to require at some point, James Jones is going to have to make a deal, right? I, I mean, you just the, the, a Jay Crowder deal at the minimum, but something else to try to take advantage of a, of a championship window if he believes there is a window for that that still exists. And he's got to get those right. He's got to get, and there is pressure on James to get those right. Because to be honest with you, there haven't been a lot of moves in the last year or four. They've been very much a let's stand pat kind of organization. They're going to make a couple of moves sometime in the next month or so. They almost have to. Those deals are going to be hyper-evaluated by the fan base and those of us in the media. Because he hasn't done a lot of moves. And it's going to be time for him to do something. And when it is, got to see whether he got it right or not. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it was a busy day. Certainly not an easy decision, but it was a decision J.J. Watt had made for a while now. He spoke on his decision to retire. You'll hear what he had to say next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. Let's turn it back over to Eric here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Rubes, what you got? Well, we know James Jones's answer to this question as you guys asked him when he was on just about an hour ago, but now I pose it to you two. With Devin Booker now out a minimum of four weeks, does it increase the urgency for a Jane Crowder trade? You've got three options. Option number one is yes. Big star goes down. You need to make the move now. Option number two is it still December? Wait for the best deal. It can take a while. Option number three is it didn't take this Devin Booker injury. The trade was urgent and should have been made already. I liked how Tim kind of pointed out the, the 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 particulars with this question. If it's specifically a Jake Crowder trade, I do think this injury increases the urgency of making a Jay Crowder trade because I don't think the Jay Crowder trade is the is the trade that you're going to make. You know, I think the Jay Crowder trade is for more of a rotational guy somewhere down your bench a little bit, more of a reinforcement that you might need right now. I think the other trade that is lurking that you need to make is one where you say we've got a chance to win a championship. We're going to go for it by getting a Kyle Kuzma type because he specifically said a Jay Crowder trade. I think this does increase the urgency to make a Jay Crowder trade because I think you, you're going to need bodies around here. Bodies who can help you win basketball games without Devin Booker. So yeah, put me down for a yes. Yeah, the, the crowd, Crowder could be part of the big fish trade or it could not be. You could be yeah. talking about two two separate deals. I, 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 you know, I started immediately thinking A, I'm really trending more towards B because it is December. I, I, I'm okay right now just is still waiting for the best possible deal for Crowder. But okay. again, the time is ticking, though. I mean, the the trade deadline is February 9th. We are essentially at January 1st for all intents and purposes. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about five weeks. This stuff's going to go down sooner than later. Yeah. 
And they better get it right when we'll it does. Get, we'll get there. What you got for us, Rubes? 51.6% believe it is time now. After the Devin Booker injury, urgency should increase. 32.8% say still wait for the best deal. 15.7% were already panicking. All right. For J.J. Watts, <laughs> the time was now to announce his retirement. J.J. Watt met with the media today at the Cardinals uh, training facility there in Tempe. And he admitted in, in a somewhat longer cut, yes, I've known for a little while that I was going to do this? I've known for a little while. Um, I've known, yeah, easily weeks. I mean, I've known for a while. Um, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's the right time. Like, it just it feels like the right time. I mean, my body, I put so much into the game. And the wins and the losses, uh, the mental stress and passion that comes with it, um, it just weighs on you. It's, it's heavy. I mean, it's really heavy. And so losses are very tough to take. Um, and, you know, you live with the highs and the lows. And I've, I've always said that I would way rather live with the highs and the lows than never know the middle. You know, I, I don't want to just be blah. Um, but I got a son now. Um, obviously, I had a, a heart scare in the middle of the year. So there's there's certainly some of that that played into it. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy and I'm very at peace with it. First cut we've played where he's mentioned the heart scare. Uh, I, I'm sure he mentioned it other times. I didn't hear the entire press conference, but that's the first cut of the press conference where he's mentioned specifically the AFib situation he had back in, what was it, week four, week five of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, will you regret the decision to walk away? No. Um, no. I'm, How do you know you? Um, because I'm, I, I'd much rather go out playing good football, knowing that I could still play and knowing that hopefully people remember me playing good football than to go out limping out and being forced out and knowing that I probably should have done it earlier. This is one that you and I have latched onto pretty tight. Uh, yeah, uh, only because we've been doing this a long time, and we know that the nature of elite athletes like JJ Watt, especially ones who are going out with some toothpaste still in the tube, so to speak, right? That if somebody comes a knocking next year, you know, it, it, I would imagine there would at least be some temptation for him to go play, right? J.J. Watt 100% believes today that he has played his last snap. He is 100% confident he is making the right decision. To him, it is over. His priorities in life have shifted. Had the heart scare, had had the son, 33 years of age, more money than he knows what to do with. It is time in his mind to walk away. What J.J. Watt doesn't know here in late December is how he's going to feel in September, mm-hmm. in October, in early November of next year. Yep. But what I can tell him is I've seen it before with countless athletes countless. that have walked away early. They're going to find out that what seems to be a great post-playing career lifestyle bores the hell out of you. <laughs> is pretty freaking boring. Bores the hell out of you. <laughs> and taking taking long walks and hanging out and watching television and doing philanthropy and, and, and that you and can acting do acting and TV studio work whatever it is that JJ Watt has in front Nothing of Nothing can replace the adrenaline 
of playing in the National Football League, knowing that you can still play. No, and that's the key. And, that, and knowing that you can still play, right? Like guys who go out when there is no toothpaste in the tube, they're done. They're done. They're done. They're, they're, and no, they're, they're and nobody, done because the league is telling them we're done yes, with you. Nobody wants nobody, them. nobody wants you anymore. We're done with you. You're not done with us. We're done with you. Right. When you're JJ Watt, there's a place for him next year. If he wants it. Now, this isn't you and I calling J.J. a liar. No. I'm sure right now he feels very strongly. That, no, that's it. I'm done. I'm not playing. It's just that we've and, and J.J.'s a very intelligent human being. He knows that there are plenty of professional athletes. I mean, hell, I was just telling the story today. Andrew Whitworth from Amazon Prime, the offensive lineman for the Rams. They won the Super Bowl last year. He told his kids on the field as the confetti was following him around, falling around him. I'm done. That was daddy's last game. Well, guess who went on Good Morning Football today and said, you know what? That might not be my last game. If the Cincinnati Bengals call because their their right tackle is out for the season, yeah, I think about it. Maybe I go play for them. And that's what happens, right? Good players who get that itch. You miss it. You miss it. And, and You miss the locker room. You miss the competition. This is what your whole life has been about. And you... You're a young guy, and J.J. Watt will be 34, which is kind of old for football, but it's young in life. Yes. And you're sitting around going, man, I, I, I can still do it, and I miss it. And you know, the Cowboys are calling. The Packers are calling. And that's the, the Packers are calling. That's the thing. They need me. They, they, it, I could be the final piece for a Super Bowl. It'll be a good team that calls. Sure. And, that, and that'll be part of the problem, too, is that not only are you leaving toothpaste in the tube, not only are you still good, the bad teams aren't going to call you. The, 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 right. the 4 and 11 teams, they're, they're not calling J.J. Watt, but the teams that need that, you know, hey, the Buffalo Bills lost Vaughn Miller for the rest of the season. I know he doesn't play the same position, but, but you know, somebody lost somebody. Man, we really could use a replacement. What the hell? Why not pick up the phone and give J.J. a call and see if he's interested in joining a Super Bowl caliber team five weeks before the playoffs start? For six weeks, like the Green Bay Packers, his childhood favorite team. They call and say, J.J., you're the final piece. You know, we're Come on a Super Bowl we're with t- us. We're, 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 we're 10-2. and two. I don't know. Give, how a, you, give us 12 weeks. I, give us 12 weeks. Let's go win a ring. How do you not think about that? You know how do you, how do you how do you not at least go? Hmm. He may not. He may say thanks for it, no thanks. But what I'll, all I'm saying is, what he says now, it, it could be different. Yeah. In October or November. Yeah. Because it because it, it because it usually is. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, lots of quarterback stories grabbing the headlines around the NFL today. None more intriguing than the one happening in Las Vegas. We'll start there next. Burns and Gambo. And Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The Raiders want to take a look at Jared Stidham, and obviously this is a staff uh, that is very familiar with them. Both Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziggler, the general manager, came from New England, drafted Stidham there. I know they think pretty highly of him, so they will take a look at him, as they will from some other players uh, at positions where they're taking over for veterans. Of course, Denzel Perriman headed to IR. Chandler Jones, I'm told, also going to be placed on IR with his elbow injury. You see more young people there. Uh, So it just doesn't make sense at, at this time to play Derek Carr. 
Good old Ian towing the uh, company line. I, I, I actually, I like, I like Ian Rappaport a lot as an NFL insider. I do, but that one just made me laugh. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. I couldn't not laugh at that because it's really, really obvious what's going on with the Las Vegas Raiders right now. They want to get a look at Jared. They want to get off of that contract. They gave him $120 million, but they can get out of it this year if they want, as long as Derek Carr doesn't get hurt these final two games. So you put him in bubble wrap. You don't play him. You don't even make him active. He's not even the backup quarterback. He is inactive. He, He will... Why? So that if they decide to move on from Derek Carr, which could very well happen this offseason, they're not on the hook for a bunch of guaranteed money. I think they owe him like $5 million or something, and that's it. Brady Quinn called the Colts out for doing the same thing with Matt Ryan. And I guarantee and Brady Quinn was saying he, there's no way Jeff Saturday knew about all that. So, you know, Irsay got in Saturday's ear and said, don't play Matt Ryan. Yep. Here's why. He could be cut. For a $5.5 million salary cap hit, if the move is made within three days of the Super Bowl, talking about Derek Carr, $5.5 million, that's it. But should he be injured, his $33 million salary for next year and $7.5 million of his 2024 salary would be fully guaranteed should he get injured. So you're literally talking about $40 million of guaranteed money that you owe him if he gets hurt the next two days. And That's it. That's the whole decision. If it's about getting a look at Jared Stidham, why wouldn't Carr just be the backup? Exactly. Tell me why. Because I got 40 million reasons why. Why? Because if Stidham got hurt, but, then you have to put Carr in the game. But you know what? I don't... You can't do it if he's you can't do it if he's do inactive. We, do we blame the Raiders for doing this? No, but why do can't it, people just come on and say it? That, I, I, I agree, but like, I mean, if I'm a Raiders fan... I'm more than fine with this because I might be I, well, did, I might be ready to move on from well, Derek Carr if I'm you, a Raiders fan, and, and this might be my window to do it if I'm a Raiders. Did fan. you see what Dan Orlovsky said about it? And and again, I, I you know not that he's the end all be all, but I, I think Dan, amongst all the pundits, he's not always right. He's not the end all be all. But he's got to tell it like it is kind of quality to him. I I, I like I'll pay attention to what he says. I don't always do that with with people. Keyshawn Johnson. Um, (laughs) It's a good thing. What is Keyshawn Johnson going to be on the show tomorrow? Who said said anything about Keyshawn Johnson? (laughs) I just had a hiccup. Um, uh, Orlowski tweeted about. Four hours ago, the the, the Raiders had had the thirty second ranked defense since Carr entered the league. <laughs> that'd be the, that'd be the worst. Yeah, he has never played on a team that ranked better than twentieth on defense. Someone next year is going to get a top twelve player at the position. Man! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Now, is Derek Carr a top twelve quarterback in the league? I don't know. But what Dan is saying is, Derek Carr is not the problem. Yeah. Derek Carr is pretty good, actually. So, 
in answer to your question, do we blame the Raiders for moving? I mean, Carr Carr's thrown a league-high 14 interceptions this year, too. So, I mean, that's not really on the Raiders' defense, is it? No. No, I, I guess I don't blame the Raiders for wanting to make sure they have options. Well, wanting that's... Wanting to make sure they have every... Financially, you're right. That's a good I, that's a good move. Give me choices. Give, give me the choice to be able to do... And if I get to the offseason and I decide Derek Carr isn't the problem, then we got nothing to talk about. I'll give him $33 million next year and everything's cool. We're fine. Everything's all right. Finding a quarterback is hard, man. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. Even See, when even when you think you found one, you're not sure if you have make, or not. You better CBO's make sure. Yeah, you better make sure he's the problem. And I didn't realize their their defense had historically in the Carr era been that bad. I mean, they're the worst. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Um, I, I, I've I've always liked Derek Carr. As a quarterback, but he does also, I mean, he's been there since, what, 2014? I mean, he he does also strike me as one of those guys like, that... Can you do something, please? Well, exactly. Like like <laughs> Stafford with the Lions right, or, or, or but, uh, wait, Andy uh, Dalton. All of those guys who are just guys, right? All of those guys who are good enough that you don't want to contemplate life without them, but who are bad enough to never really take you where you want to go. And dear God, this league is filled with guys like right. that, right? Especially the quarterback position. Filled with guys like that where you're just kind of stuck in neutral with. Wouldn't Stafford be a good example of a guy that, yes, if you're just a guy, one man, you need some help. Yeah. And if you get the help. You get liberated by going to a place that can really bring out the best in you. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the supporting cast, it doesn't matter how good you are. And if you get the supporting cast, maybe you can be a good quarterback in this league. Uh, other quarterback news around the NFL, the Washington Commanders right now, the season ended today. They are the last team in the postseason. They have restored Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback against the Cleveland Browns. They're moving on from Taylor Heineke and they're going with Carson Wentz, a guy that gave up two third round picks and a second round pick swap, I believe, from the Colts to get. They're going to go with him with basically their season on the line. Again, that's a playoff team right now if the season ends today. He came in in relief the other day, and in in a very short period of time, the offense did respond. I don't know if you were able to catch that game, Dave, over the holidays. They did. You know, know, Taylor Heineke's a guy. He just looks like a backup to me, and not that Carson Wentz. It looks like the answer by any means, but I, I'm sure when Ron Rivera watched the way Carson Wentz looked when he replaced Heineke, it, it, the offense just looked better. The quarterback position looked better. Things ran better. Heineke looks to me like he's a Trace McSorley out there. Like he runs around, he does some good things and yeah. whatnot. But like, is this, is this a guy that's going to win you? A, yeah, a playoff game or two. Is this a guy that's going to take you to where you need to go? Yeah. I, 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 and I, I don't. I'm not saying Carson Wentz is. But after watching that game over the weekend, I could see after just a series or two that Ron Rivera was going to go back to that situation with Wentz. Taylor Heineke is the jumper cables. He's not the battery, right? He, he's just he, he's, he'll give you a nice little jump start every now and then, but you, you're not you're not relying on the jumper cables to drive cross country. You, you, need, you need a battery in your car, not jumper cables. Getting a jump every time you turn the car off. Hey, every day, t- every team needs jumper cables. Every team, no, every, every, every every trunk, every trunk needs a set of jumper cables. And I'm just saying, you can't rely on those jumper cables. At some point, you have to go to the auto parts store and get yourself the battery, right? And I don't think Taylor Heineke is the battery there. When we come back, Devin Booker.
Joker's absence, obviously top story of the day, certainly impacts the current state of the Suns roster. President of Basketball Operations and GM James Jones joined us earlier. You'll hear what he had to say about Devin Booker next on the Burns and Gambo Show with Tim Ring filling in.